Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we return now to the courtroom where the proceedings of Zach Adams uh, versus Sandro Felcher are currently underway. Zach attempting to get a divorce from his podcast partner. Uh, we cut now to him giving his account of the incidents that led up to this decision. Sandro sucks. I'm the best. Get out of here, Sandro. This is my podcast now. Bye. I rest my case. And the jury are on their feet and applauding. This is very unprofessional. What is going on in this courtroom? I like the court to know that I am taking off my pants. Let it be on record. And waving them above my head. The courtroom artist is uh, uh, blushing, it seems. I can't see why from here, but but I'm, I'm sure one day we'll get a good idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that that's exactly how it went down. And this is why... I, Zach, will be running this podcast to the ground this week without any interference from Sandro from at least 100 metres away. Bish, I'm back. Oh, no, he's back. He's he's not respecting the court order. Oh, That's right. No. Well, the problem is I've got a restraining order to stay away from like 30 feet from you, right? But yep. we record over the internet. Oh, so... I'm an idiot. I'm a fool. <laughs> I should have got you an internet restriction. <laughs> you can't be within one le- wavelength. I don't. I, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome to Oldie But a Goodie. <laughs> Welcome to Oldie But a Goodie. It's the show where we look at movies from 1984. Question to you, Zach: Are we sick of the 80s yet? Ah, uh, almost. Just about yeah. there. By the end of the year, I'm sure I will be. I think at this point I was sick of the 90s last year, though. So I think the 80s is holding on a little longer. Uh, I feel like there's still a few few gems in the rough left. Like, um, Terminator. Oh. That's it. Spoilers. Just, just Terminator. What about Dune? I'm reading an entire book for that episode. <laughs> oh, and Dune. Yeah, yeah, absolutely Dune. This week on the podcast, we're talking about Irreconcilable Differences. It was a movie that we where, saw. Where laws are, are just there, and you can use them at your convenience for your plot. The movie was Drew Barrymore trying to get a divorce from her parents, but then the movie was not about that at all. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. What What it did you... Weird. I mean, I think I already know what you think, but what did you think? Um, It's not my specific type of movie which didn't help it, but I feel like the movie was decent. Like, I feel like this movie got across what it wanted to do, and it was pretty good. It just wasn't spectacular, you no. know? It wasn't. It didn't amaze me. I didn't leave the theatre going, oh, man, this, this, this movie was the best. I'm going to see it again. This is a... I watched it one time, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. All right, moving on with my life. Yeah. It's definitely not a movie I would go out to watch, for sure. Yeah, so positives for me were, I think this film was shot very well. Mm. There's some very good long sequences. The acting was very good. Yeah. The problem is, though, the negatives, 
are, uh, I've seen this before. I've seen movies exactly like this before, where it's mm. a couple trying to make it in Hollywood, and they make it in Hollywood, and then they turn mean. And it's like, yep, we've mm. seen that before. I liked the stuff about, about the kid, but it just wasn't the focus. And I think if it was, I would have liked this more. But Yeah, it's very weird how they, it, they go a roundabout way of telling this story. Although I like it, yeah. the problem is, if there weren't so many movies like it already i think that would make it much better yeah because it's telling a story that we already know versus it's it's interesting part of having a unique aspect in there because i think that the part it tells is very good mm-hmm. it's just it's already been done yep we've already seen it before yep and so and, it's it's yep. done well but the parts that are interesting the parts that are new that you know, we want to see um, uh, much in the movie. Yeah, the, all the original stuff is, yeah, the beginning and, I don't know, like 30 second intervals between all the flashbacks. Yeah, because it's all one big flashback. Spoiler. We're spoiling the whole movie. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler warning. Yeah, that's what we do. That's the whole show. You should just put spoiler warning, the podcast. You know what? Um, that's not a terrible idea. Uh, we spoil the podcast in the podcast. We do um, sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's just, just interviews where we get to see the interesting part of how there's kids in a court case, and they're the best bits of the movie. I was a bit sad we didn't get a more focus on, on the child. I feel like if they focused a bit more on the child, still kept, I liked the format they did. Just have, like, the flashbacks with her. Yeah. We didn't get any flashbacks from her side, did we? There were a couple when she was with the dad, but there weren't too many. She's always with one of the parents. We didn't get to see any by herself. She did do lots of flashbacks, but they were always with one of the parents because we were focused on one of them every time. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense for the court case, but she didn't talk about when she was by herself. No. With the nice uh, cleaning lady. I thought that would have been... some uh, Get a bit of that yeah. action, but we, we didn't we didn't get to see any of that. Their relationship or anything. That would have been a really good, yeah, version of the film. Um, what we got was, yeah. I don't know, like, mediocre at best. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll get into it. The real question, though, Zach, is, uh, was this the best film of this week that I chose? Did I pick the right one? What do you think? Let's have a look at them, shall we? We've got Annie's Coming Out, also known as A Test of Love. Mm. It's a multiple award-winning Australian movie about the early... Oh, that's right. Life of a real-life disability activist, Rosemary Crossley. It's set in Melbourne during the 70s. That could and have been it's probably yeah. ten times a better movie than this one. Uh, but we didn't see it because we don't care. Nope. Uh, Australians <laughs> poo-poo. We don't like them. Yeah, get out of here, Australians. Uh, we had country. Uh, a rural family struggling with money as they try and hold on to their farm. Oh, that's right. The sad ones. Yep. The River Rat. Tommy Lee Jones returns from prison and tries to connect with his daughter. You know what? That could have been better than this. That could have been. I don't know. I've heard of the, the plot of coming out of prison and trying to connect with your daughter before. I feel like that's been done. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score for River Rat is non-existent, so it was probably okay. All right. Uh, the Wildlife. A high school wrestler parties with his buddies at a swinging singles apartment complex. Ugh. Ugh. That's uh, just bachelor so, yeah. party, but without the bachelor party. There was one movie, yeah, there was one movie that was better, and it was Annie's coming out. Probably. That was definitely 
100% a better choice, which is why we chose this one. All right, well. Well, let's talk about Irreconcilable Difference. It was released September 28th, would you believe? I don't. I don't believe it at all. Well... What? How dare you not believe that? Honestly, I am feeling a lot of things right now. I'm feeling disappointment. I'm feeling uh, confusion. Just move on. Move on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, from your emotions. And also to the next part of the show. (laughs) Uh, it's directed and co-written by Charles Shire, who wrote Smokey and the Bandit and Private Benjamin. Also directed the two Father of the Bride movies, which are, uh, mm. I don't know. I remember liking them when I was five, a baby. <laughs> five or a baby. Just in that time frame. Somewhere in there. Just imagining, like, one-year-old Sandro being like, I'm gonna watch this movie. Pop a beer open. Dink, dink. Go, 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 go. Dad, watch some movies. Do a podcast <laughs> I've got nerd out tonight. No, 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 no. Baby me was like, colors on a screen. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you was both creepy and sounds like, I don't know, an old man who sees a pretty lady across the street. (laughs) I was, um, I was like the kid from Nightmare on Elm Street 7. Never sleep Uh, again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, we uh, should put you down. Yeah. Uh, you probably should have. But then this podcast wouldn't exist and people wouldn't be listening. Although that might be a good thing, thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, so that guy co-wrote it with Nancy <laughs> Myers, who directed The Parent Trap. You know The Parent Trap? That's a good movie, isn't it? I think so. I think I've seen that. I don't remember anything about it. She's There's two of them. She finds her long-lost sister and they swap places because they're identical. Oh, no. I heard of that because they're identical twins that get separated because their parents get a divorce and it's like, let's both take one child That's and it. never talk to each other again. Like, what? Just never even mention that you have a sister or a, a, a just... Yeah, yeah, it's probably a better movie than this, though. Uh, and I think they both somehow ending end up naming their child the same thing. I don't... I can't remember. Uh, for the cast, Drew Barrymore plays Casey. Again, very early for her. She would have been nine while filming this. A little older than when we saw her in Firestarter. Uh, which she was mm. obviously excellent in. That was a good movie. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill is Albert. He's best known for being in soap operas and crime TV shows. Mm. He was a good dad who looked a lot like Michael Bay at times. Yeah, he did. Whenever he had glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he had glasses. Also, I don't know. I liked him with a beard. That was a point I had as well. I liked how usually in movies... They show a character getting older by them having a beard. In this movie, when he's older, he doesn't have a beard. Mm. It's when he's younger, he has a beard. I thought I thought that was an interesting um, turning the, the, the genre on its head. The dad was cool. And then the mum, whose name is Lucy, she's played by Shelley Long. I know her as Diane in a sitcom called Cheers. Um, she's mm. very funny in that, very funny in Frasier as well. I thought she was probably the better of the two in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say. And then the mum, she was really cool. I liked her. Yeah. I like them both, but I think you you, you feel bad for the mum because she she gets dicked over first, but then she becomes the dicky, and I don't know how to feel. Yeah, because it's all about mm. how Hollywood, oh, it's a bad place. Don't go there. Don't make movies. Mm. And then finally, playing Blake, the actress Blake is Sharon Stone. We saw her a lot last year because she was in uh, the Sylvester Stallone movie, The Specialist. 
But she was also in Intersection, which... Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that movie. <laughs> episode 3. Go l- listen if you want. It's it's a movie that exists for Shawzies. For the reception, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 46. Pretty down the middle for mm. both. Uh, cost anywhere between 6 to $10 million. I'm guessing somewhere in the middle, so probably about 8 What do you think it made in America based off an $8 million budget? Um, hmm. That's a lot more than I thought they spent on this movie. Yep. That's a lot. It's all the fancy mansions they got to hire. Yeah, I guess I thought they just went to the producer's house. I don't know. <laughs> um, could do that. That's still a lot of money. I feel like... I would have liked that money elsewhere. I'm going to say they made 10? Oh, you're very close. Just a tad higher. 11? Just a tad higher. 10.5? Oh, 12. So difficult. How did you manage to get them all the time? I, t- I have no idea. Just a little higher, Zach. Yeah, no, no, no. By like one. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that could be. Exactly. <laughs> one plus one. Uh, yeah, 12. I mean, it made its money, I guess. So that's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. I think these actors deserve to make their money back, or... I don't know. It's the studio, doesn't it? They already got paid. Yeah, they would have already got paid. I don't know. Kicks... Oh, wait. We should first talk about the font. Yeah? It was like um Comic Sans font. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like, she did it, because she's, she's getting a divorce from her parents. Did you like um, how the first line of dialogue was, getting a divorce from your parents is legal in this part of the country? <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, yeah, because no, I liked that it got into the swing of things. It yeah. didn't, like, no, 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 the intro I thought was great, mm. because no, it, 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 op- <laughs> it opens up with the guy in his office being like, I think you've got a case. <laughs> it did. Which was great, because he's talking about, to a child, about suing, <laughs> uh, getting, a, getting a divorce from her parents. I don't, is that a thing? Um, is that a thing you can get? Te- is this real, Sandro? Tell me, is the movie real? She wouldn't be able to. Based off what her experience is, no. If your parents are abusive, yes. But, like, no, not... Yeah. Like, she wouldn't have been able to. No, absolutely not. They were just neglective. Yeah. They have a nanny to do all the things. Yeah. She'd be like, yeah. I liked how, um... Outside of the courtroom, when Drew Barrymore is arriving, there's all of, like, these child supporters for her. <laughs> Mm. They're holding picket signs. Oh yeah, everybody's a big. Everybody's making a big deal out of this, and I'm like, oh, I guess I guess we learn why because both the parents are super famous. Yeah, so it makes sense as to why. I like I I oh I did like how the parents were like, hey there, you don't have to pull us to court. How about you say we we just take it outside and we'll we'll talk about it ourselves, right, champ? Like <laughs> cut to court. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that Which there's is something that she says where she's like, um it's like she's like she acts way more grown up than the parents in that scene. It was very good. Yeah, it was it's good, very funny. Very well done. Because obviously like Drew Barrymore, great child actress at this point. I mean just mm. great actress. Full stop. She still is, but yeah, like No, she's fallen off. She's oh. She she makes a terrible child actor nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like when she was playing yeah. Annie a year ago, I'm like, you thirty something, what are you doing playing an yeah, orphan kid? Like, what are you doing? You're not you're not a child, you're thirty. Why are you trying to get I adopted mean, by Sa- this rich Sa- Sa- You have to agree. You're the one who can't stand when someone's like 
two years above the age that they're supposed to be, you're like, hang on, that person that's playing someone else as an actor isn't the age they're supposed to be. That's right. It annoys me. It annoys me because what are the rules of this universe? Uh, a 21-year-old's going to high school? Is that what's going on? I don't like it, quite frankly. I'm not here for it. If I could get a divorce from those movies, I would. <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's funny. You've almost said exactly what uh, one of the reviewers said. What? Oh, no. On <laughs> Ravy Reviews. Oh, no. I spoiled the podcast. That's what we were warning you know, people about before. We had spoiled the podcast. Oh, no. So they're in court. And is it the dad who who gives testimony first or something? Yeah, dad dad starts off the testimony um, because this movie, as we said, yep. is just one big flashback. What happens is we're in a courtroom and he's testifying and throughout the movie it's just one big testify of what happened to lead up to the neglect. Yeah. So it's just like backstory. That's how we, we will perceive this movie. Which is a shame, because I would have preferred it if this was, like, her getting ready for this trial. Like, if, if it was Drew Barrymore, like, mm. meeting with lawyers, meeting with people, doing all the paperwork. I think that would have been really funny. But instead, it's, I guess, the destruction of a, rela- of a relationship, which, you know, it makes a good movie, but it's not particularly original. The way they do the flashbacks is very good. Yeah. I think the story is told very well. Yeah. The problem is, I would have liked to see a more creative way of doing it. Agreed. But yeah, the thing is, definitely some more court scenes. I, I think that was the... The original parts of this movie are very few, and that mm. kind of sucks because it has a cool idea. Yeah. And if they could have just done that more. Yeah, like, the whole, like, I quite liked the whole sequence of them meeting and getting married in the space of four days. I thought I thought that was, like, a good mm. sequence, because the acting is really good, as is throughout, you know, throughout the whole movie. It's just, yeah, there's no ideas here that are new. And considering the film's two hours long, it's, you know, it's a lot to, to get through when you're not mm. particularly interested, because you've seen it before. But anyway, he's hitchhiking across America or something, isn't he? Yeah, so he's... He's hitchhiking. He's got a big old suitcase, two suitcases, I believe, full of all his stuff. And, of course, the the weather's just terrible as he's hitchhiking. He's having a bad old time. And you know what makes it worse? Someone uh, so someone drives past him into a puddle and sprays him with, with mud and water. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it. You nailed it on the coffin because, yeah. Because that's a thing that happens in real life. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, just stay away from puddles, people. So anyway, it turns out, yeah, the person that splashed him is Future Mum, and they meet up at a gas station and he asks for a ride. He says the line, come on, I'm a teacher, you can't get any safer than this, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm. I don't know, I guess she lets him in and they drive off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's engaged, she's engaged to Bink. I feel like Bink didn't get enough screen time. Bink is like a character that they talk about. And then they deal with him, and that's it. And I feel like he should have been more prevalent. Yeah, there should have been, like, a news interview or something with him giving his opinions on on this divorce case. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he should have appeared once again. Yeah. Like, um, after they've both lost all their money or something, he just comes in and is like, hey, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, now he's <laughs> like, he's like a Hollywood producer or something now. Yeah, yeah. That would have been good. Something like that. It comes back. Bink is, like, he he's an army guy. He's very controlling. Everything needs to be perfect and, and mm. scheduled out, that sort of thing. And the dad, the future dad is like, sounds like you don't actually love him. Why don't you just... Because she's about to get married to him. 
in a day mm. or something. He's like, why don't you just call it off? And she's like, all right. You know what? I didn't really think of that. Let's do that. And then they bang. Yep. Um, <laughs> then he walks in on them. Yeah. Then, then the banks comes in to find out where his fiance and he finds out that they're they're banging, and dude's like, "Yeah, we are," <laughs> yeah. and that's it. That's the confrontation. And then they close the door in his face. Yeah, she hands him her wedding it. ring, and then they close the door, and we never see him again. What happened to Bink? I don't. I don't even know. So a year later, yeah, the kid's born, but the problem is the dad. He uh he starts working with his Hollywood producer, trying to fix this Hollywood producer's movie. Because uh, something's wrong with it, and the dad's pretty good at editing, so he's like, "I'll edit it for you." And it's like he's so busy with that, he starts he starts neglecting his kid. Mm. And the mum's like, "I don't like this. You're turning into one of those regular like Hollywood types. You're gonna start cheating. You're gonna start uh, drinking. You're gonna start uh, going to parties where a donkey overdoses on cocaine. You're gonna be doing all that sort of stuff." Yeah, you, you, you go to a party, you you get it full of drugs, and then the donkey comes in and eats eats them all. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's it's always happens. Every time. I hate it when that happens. It happens so often. Yeah. Always in Hollywood as well. You're always hearing stories about that happening in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So he's now working with the film people. But she uh the the mum's helping him a lot. Mm. And mum's I mean, let's be real. Mum's probably the real reason he did well. Yeah, cuz she's like writing the scripts for him. Yeah, he's he's got the knowledge on movie biz. And she's got the knowledge of how to write things. Because mm. later on she becomes a famous writer. Spoilers. He does so well at re-editing the movie that the producer offers him his own movie to write and direct. Mm. Which he does, but then she co-writes with him. Well, co-writes. She writes pretty much all of it. She, he gets very famous. People are like, hey, this director's real good. He's famous now. Oh, and hey... Isn't that that director that's really cool's lame-ass wife? <laughs> yeah. She sucks. Yep. And she's like, oh, man, but I, I helped. I was the one that wrote it. And they're like, nah, mm. you suck. Yep. Exact quote. It was. I um. There was a scene, because, uh, yeah, the movie that they make, <laughs> because, of course, this is a movie about Hollywood. The movie that they make, of course, is the biggest movie of all time. And now the director is up there with the names of Steven Spielberg and stuff. Mm. Of course that happens. Absolutely. But yeah, he's like a big shot director now uh, and has no time for Drew Barrymore, who is not speaking in English to them. She's instead speaking in Spanish because she's spending so much time with uh, their maid. Yep. Do we do we see that at any point? Nope. She just nah. comes in and speaks Spanish. Yeah. It was a pretty funny scene, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was good because the mum's like, come on, we're, we're going away for two weeks. Please let your last words that we hear and that be English. And she's like, no ingleses, senor. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was, it was some solid sass from the child. It was very funny. I would have liked, liked to see more scenes with her learning Spanish. I don't know, hanging out with the Spanish. Because we get it, we get it at the very end of the movie literally near the very end we hear about the fact that um uh she's been hanging out with uh the kids but i would have liked to see it you know they're making their second movie together i think and they don't know who to cast as the main character uh but one day the dad is down by the beach or something he sees this hot dog sales uh person um, whose name is Blake. We find out later that her name is Blake, played by Sharon Stone, and he hires her on the spot, and the mum's like, what are you doing? You're freaking hiring some random 
loser. Yeah. Why why are you doing that? We worked so hard on this and you just find a random hot dog lady and are like, that's some hot stuff. <laughs> it's pretty much what he does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know what's going on as the audience. We're like, oh, he's going to get into her pants at some point. I don't know about you, but I was like, immediately, is he banging her? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's a movie about... A Hollywood director, of course, that's what Yeah, I'm... yeah. Yeah. But exactly. I don't know if he is yet. I think, uh... I don't know when that starts, because they never tell us. Just, like, eventually the mum finds out. There's this growing tension between them. That's oh, saying, yeah. hey, you freaking... You like this girl more than me. I don't like it. I don't like her. We should kick her out. I mean, for heaven's sake, they invite her to live in their house for a while. Yeah, so that she can always learn how to be an actor from them. So then, like, go yeah. move with them. Yeah. yeah, which was silly. There was a pretty cool scene, though, where she comes into their room and is like, you're both like family to me. I thought that was nice. Uh, I, I thought that scene was very heartwarming. Yet later on in the movie, she turns totally lame. And, like, then she literally has a, like, then she left forever and we never saw her again. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> and it's that like, cool, but she was at least cool before. Well, it's because she became famous. She, she, she became famous and then uh, she was uncool. Yeah, everyone knows if you become famous, you also become evil. Yeah. That's a fact. Anyway, back to the current story. Yep. Yeah, the mum finds out they're probably having an affair and the mum takes the kid. The mum's got custody of the kid. Yep. I guess we cut a couple years in the future because now Drew Barrymore's spending time with her father and she's like, and after that, he really changed. And we see him wearing like this knitted vest and he's playing tennis. It's like, he has changed. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing... <laughs> yeah, he's changed outfits. He's changed his style, that's for sure. He's played like badminton or something, but he does it in the most effeminate way and it was, <laughs> it was amazing good. it was very good it was, it was a good really scene mm. uh, and mum's trying to get like writing gigs but she can't so she starts working on a novel she's using the kid to spy on him on him as well spy on him and blake mm. which is real weird it's not good not good mm. but it all it all goes wrong when the dad makes his next movie which is a musical version of gone with the wind with original songs Written by Blake, a person that can't write music and can't sing. Uh, the movie director's like, hey, I have a real gut feeling that this is going to suck and bomb. Let's not do it. And he's like, no, I want to do it. I'm the best director ever. I'm going to spend my entire fortune on this. So um, we see them on set. And this is my favorite scene in the movie, I think. How about you? Yeah, it's it's definitely a very good scene. I don't know if it's my favourite, but yeah. Every, like, he's waiting for the right moment to film. And when, when the time eventually comes, Blake comes out of a trailer. Mm. She does a couple. Nose, she stuffs her nose full of drugs. Mm. And then she tries to do the scene. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't understand the serious tone. <laughs> She's like, why isn't there any jokes? She doesn't have any jokes. I don't understand. It's not funny at all. <laughs> because it's not a comedy lady. It's gone with the wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't funny. Yeah. And she tries singing. The song that she does is so funny as well. I can't remember any yep. of the lyrics, but it's it's so terrible. <laughs> it's really bad because she's in this war zone and she's like, there's all these dead bodies, and I don't like the dead bodies. Something like that, you know. 
It's bad. It's so bad. It goes from like a really serious scene to suddenly she's just singing as well, and yeah. it's it's bad. I guess the movie comes out and it's the worst movie ever released, and it, it loses the most money that any movie mm. has lost in the history of movies. Of course, absolutely. Which I love. I, I love that. Meanwhile, the mum's novel though, massive success. And now, what's happened to the mum, Zach? Now that she's got money, is she real happy and doing good things? Absolutely. So what happens is she writes, uh, she gets real mad at all the success that her husband's having. And so she she goes all Hulk mode on writing. And she writes an incredible book. And then she becomes the best mum ever. And that's the end of the movie. Oh. Except she <laughs> becomes an arsehole. Because everyone who becomes famous is an asshole. There was one really, really good joke here, though, where the dad's lost all his money from this flop, and I think Blake's left him at this point. I don't know. So he's moving out of the mansion he lives in, and we see Drew Barrymore saying, all right, goodbye, Dad. It's a real shame you lost all your money. And Dad's like, yeah, that's Mm. good. Well, tell your mum best of luck with her successes and Drew's like okay I will bye dad and he drives off and then Drew Barrymore walks back to the house we pan over and see that the mum's moving into the house right now right in this instant Mm. that was a good moment there's good moments in this movie I feel like it's it's not too bad so uh yeah the the book's number one mum's bad dad's now trying to spend more time with the daughter yeah yeah like so this is the moral of this movie is as long as you're not super successful and full of money, you can be a good parent. You go back, you morph back into a good human being. But as soon as you're famous and rich, you morph into an awful human being mm. and you could go back and forth. It's interesting though. I, I think there's a line where the daughter says something like, you now want to be my best friend now that you have no other friends or something. That was really cool. That was a, a, mm. a, another the re- really good line. Because, yeah, the dad's trying to trying to get along with her, and um, she's having none of it. Yeah. So she leaves. She runs away. She goes and moves in with the, um, with the maid. The parents are annoyed that she's spending lots and lots of time... Uh, well, she's basically living at the maid's house now, and so they're mm. fighting over they're fighting over the daughter. There's a scene where they all fall in the pool, mm. and they're like punching each other and everything. Then everybody walks in and and is like, "These are my parents." They're like Drew walks in, and it's like, "These are my parents." They are currently literal body wrestling. <laughs> yep, and she's like, uh, "I'm gonna get a divorce." I'm gonna get a divorce. <laughs> So we cut back to the courtroom. And everybody's pretty sad. They're like, oh man, this is depressing. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. And she has a really good monologue where she talks about how they treated her like a dog, which I think was a really yep. good scene. Yeah, that was, it was, and of course, Drew, good, good child actor, mm. definitely in my top 10 for child actors. She gives these lines and I'm like, man, I am feeling emotions. This scene has given me emotions. And of course the court's like, yeah, well... These parents suck. Good lord. I'm on her side. Let's get her out of here. Yep. So, of course, she wins a case. But we cut to a couple months in the future where it's Dad's turn because they each have one day fortnightly to spend with her, Um, except they both arrive on the same day by accident. And the Dad's like, well, how about we all just go to lunch? And we see that they're all getting along now that none of them are rich anymore. Because the mum didn't write another novel? Mum's cool now. Yeah, I think the mum just becomes cool, even though she's still rich. Yeah. I don't know. 
Or at least modestly rich. Anyway, that's the movie. I mean, we we didn't spend much time on it. I mean, it's nothing super impressive, but I feel like there's some good scenes. If you like uh, like domestic dramas, this is a mm. great movie. Yeah. I don't know, Sandro. Are you a big fan of them? I like them when they're different. Yep. I liked Marriage Story from last year. That was excellent. I didn't. You didn't see it, though. Yeah. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> There's a reason I didn't see it. I like them, but the problem is a lot of them are the same, and this was just the same. So, you know, it wasn't anything special. I don't like domestic dramas to begin with. So, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Although it is too long, though, isn't it? It's, it's like, half an hour too long. I'm going to give it an oldie because while, you know, well-written, well-acted, well-directed, there's just nothing new here. And, uh... Mm. Feels like a bit of a missed opportunity that they didn't focus on the daughter. I want to give it a goodie because I feel like a, there's been a lot of bad movies. They're putting it as all the problem with the 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 one or the other system. Yep, is that I lump it in with all those crappy other movies. It's almost like our ratings don't matter; it's the review that matters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But fuck, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> Stuff. I'm not gonna watch this movie again. I don't really care about it, so I'm gonna put it as an oldie. I'm sure I'm sure someone will like it. Yeah. The thing with like the rating of oldie is we're not saying it's bad, we're just saying like it's not special enough to go back to it. Yeah. Alright, two oldies there for irreconcilable differences. But it's not bad. Yeah. So watch it if it it's sounds like bad. something you want. Even though we just spoiled it. Yep. But you would probably have been able to predict what happened anyway. Man, we should do that thing where we, you know, say go watch a movie uh before we review it. But we don't, and we never will. Oh, technically, when we say what we're reviewing next week, that's a bit of a... Oh, I guess that's that's true. I don't know. And I guess I remember I remember saying it for a really good movie, like, go watch this movie before we oh, right. review it. I think I, I've done that before. Yeah, we did yeah. that for Amadeus, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go watch that movie. Amadeus, it's real good. Well, there were no sequels to Irreconcilable Differences, and so it's time to make up our own sequels or alternate cuts or animated TV show spin-offs. Sandra, you were telling me you had a good idea for this. I've just come up with one, so... Who do you want to go first? You go first. You go first. You sound like you've constructed one. I've just come up with one on the spot. I haven't constructed one. I've done the usual thing where I come up with a tagline for a sequel. <laughs> so... Yep, go for it. Go for it. We can build on it. I guess my idea, my idea is, based off the ending of this movie, the family gets back together. They spent maybe six months apart, but the parents get married again, and Mm -hmm. and the kid is now uh, back in their custody, and they're they're a lovely family. They're so lovely, in fact, that they decide to have another kid. Oh, no. And they have this new kid. But the problem is, this new kid that they've got, this new kid is the worst! This new kid's running around causing ruckus. Everyone hates the new kid. The the Drew Barrymore, although she's been oh, recast. No, I see where this she, is she's going. been recast in this movie. She hates the kid. The parents are like, yep. oh my god, this kid is the worst. Yep. The maid hates the kid. So the whole yep. family try to get divorced from the kid. <laughs> yes. Ah, I don't, I don't which, think that's how that works. Really? It's just putting the kid up for adoption. Yeah, just... But they want to go through the court system. Wow, this is this is messed up. 
They already have a child, but are like, this child specifically sucks. Yeah. Well, maybe, great. maybe there could be some stuff in there where the kid's doing, like, I don't know, like pagan rituals in the backyard. Jesus. <laughs> the kid killed and resurrected a dog. It turns into a okay. horror. The kid's eating bugs off oh the floor. My- God. Okay. Uh, Their court reason is our child is the reincarnation of Satan. <laughs> Their kid's please the Antichrist. Take... Running around the house and all falls upside please down take... like a. Oh, jeez. Like a weird. They're running up the walls. <laughs> this, this franchise like a... takes a real turn. I, I, yeah. I'd love this to be like Good Omens, where it's just like a normal kid. Like, in a normal family, but he's just the Antichrist, and he does Antichrist stuff, so everybody's like, oh mm. my god. Man, Good Omens. Great book. Yeah, good series. Have you seen it? Yeah, the series was pretty good. I, I loved it. It was really good. David Tennant was phenomenal. So was the other guy. I love him. He's my favourite Doctor. Not everyone's, but mine. Mmm, there's gotta be a title. I almost want to call it Insidious Differences. No, 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 no. <laughs> Divorcing Satan. <laughs> Irreconcilable Differences 2, Divorcing Satan. Yes. What a turn. What a turn or, this or, franchise or, or, or alternatively, Divorcing the Antichrist. Divorcing, I think Divorcing the Antichrist is funny as yeah, well. Irreconcilable Differences 2, Divorcing the Antichrist. Is there a letter in Irreconcilable Differences where we can turn the letter into like a pentagram? I guess the O? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes a pentagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, almost nothing to do with the first movie. No. It's just, they're trying to get rid of it, and that, of course, the child is like, I had the best life growing up. My parents were the best. I was always a good boy. And they're like, no, he is the Antichrist. Here is all the things that happened. And they get, like, testimonies of, like, uh, the daycare worker exactly whose like head was a head got like had to deal with the child's head spinning around Mm. like mass vomiting like animals like coming in and killing themselves yeah yeah just like messed up things uh the the ending the ending of irreconcilable differences to divorcing the antichrist is they do get divorced by the kid but then the kid gets adopted by Sharon Stone, by Blake, by the actress. And then, the third film is the two families have a bit of a war together because Blake wants to bring across the end of the world and the only families that know what's going on are the, the, the family from the first movie. Mm. It's a terrible film. A classic. All right. Yeah. What's yours? Sandra, now it's time for my one. So, this leads directly after the... The first movie we see in a new life. Uh, Drew Barrymore's having a grand old time. But after these court cases, everybody's like, wow, that that um, Spanish lady, she's great. I want to hear more from her. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, Sandra. It's happening. So she gets very popular. And then she writes her own book. No. <laughs> which is really popular. But then. Oh, no. But then that book gets so popular, people want to make a movie. And she's like, sure, I'll direct a movie. (laughs) So the Spanish lady, she directs a movie, and that gets popular. So she becomes a famous book dealer and movie maker. And you know what? 
she becomes an asshole. Oh, no. <laughs> the cycle continues. And Drew's like, no. But then, then it gets real strange because then uh, the Spanish lady hooks up with uh, the Drew's dad. <laughs> like, let's get together. You're good with movies. You can help me out. And so they get together. But that doesn't end well because they're both assholes now. Because uh, they make a movie again. They make another movie. But mm. then that one's super bad. Uh, and then that gets around with them. But they make lots of money. And then uh, so they get a divorce. And then there's a, a weird custody thing where there's like a triangle of custody that the court just doesn't know what to do with. So the yeah. court orders orders the child to be taken to like the nearest uh, relative that's not them. <laughs> And uh, it just so happens to be the previous divorcee of the dad. Oh, no, not the actress. The random actress who has lost all her money, so she's good now. Oh. Yeah, but then she wins a lottery ticket. Oh. <laughs> and then she becomes an ass. Yeah. It's wow. just a rom-com. And this child at the end of the movie is like, I I give up on parents. I'm going. I'm going into. I'm going to adopt myself. <laughs> Kids like she's just had it up. And then gets like a fund from one of the rich. Someone's rich at the time, so she just gets a big fund of money. <gasps> and then she becomes mm. the awful kid. Oh yeah, she gets rich. She becomes awful, and then all the parents are nice, but she's awful. And the court's like, the court's like, I give power to you guys. You go figure it out. They all move to like an island. Yes, <laughs> all the characters move to an island, and that's when they find out the island's haunted by some smoke monster. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they become they the can't... Scooby Gang? <laughs> no, <laughs> they can't find their way back. They don't know where they are. You could say they're lost. Oh, great. It just becomes lost. <laughs> it just becomes lost. Perfect. <laughs> they were in purgatory the whole time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Crazy. They were dead the entire time. Well, I guess it's time for the next segment. Uh, well, I just have to talk to my lawyer because I'm not sure if uh, it's in my best interest to allow you to know the name. Oh, of no. this segment. Uh, let me get him on the phone. Uh, hello? Yep. Sandra wants to go to the next segment. Yeah, we think we're alright with that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll agree to that as long as you agree to only being one, minimum one web distance away from me at all times. If you'll uh, agree to that. How does that work? Uh, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer. Uh... That's why I have a lawyer. You might have to discuss with your lawyer. I don't have a lawyer. I'm my own lawyer. I'm a mad lad. Uh huh. This is why you're losing this court case. It's time for raving reviews. That's part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes, get some reviews. Uh, I tell the silly ones to Sardar, and he's like, "What the frick is this crap?" And I go, "What's the score?" And he goes, "I don't know. Between zero point five and five, somewhere in there." Yep. That's how it works. Steve says, I don't care about any of the characters. <laughs> well, I think Steve rated it uh, to one. Oh, uh, no, it's a two. Oh. Um, so, Al says, you haven't seen Inconsiderable Differences? That's the review? <laughs> yes. 
it's it's got a question mark. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, really hate this. Um, you haven't seen it? Well, no, I don't think it's a very well-known film. No, it's, so, it uh, definitely isn't. Uh, so probably not. Thanks, Al. That's not very helpful. I'm gonna guess four. A, oh, you're close. It's a three point five. Ah, of course, it's, a three, really it's always close. a three point five. Yeah, yeah, it's always the three point fives that get you because they feel positive enough. Yeah, but they're not quite. Uh, <laughs> Anthony left a great review, which I really appreciated. The DVD is garbage. <laughs> All it is is a VHS full screen transfer. It's a disgrace considering this DVD was just released. The film deserves better. It's decent. The version that I watched looked really good, though. So clearly the DVD was bad. Yeah, it looks like they uh, they messed up the DVD, but they, they did well in the Blu-ray, which, uh, look, honestly, they redeemed themselves, and I'm all for a redemption, so good on them. I'm going to mm. say this review is a one and a half. It's a three out of five. Boo! Wait, what? Boom! It's a three out of five. Yeah, because yeah, the because the movie is decent. Mm. It's just the DVD is garbage. Well, it's one of those times where they I don't think they uh, degraded their rating, even though they were complaining about the DVD. Just a note to all reviewers out there: if you're going to do a review like that, put the film being decent first, then complain about the quality of the DVD. Just a little bit more clearer, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I always get the clearest reviews like Morgan saying, I saw this movie so long ago. Wait, that's it? Yes, that's it. That's it. I saw this movie so long ago. Full stop. Three. A 1.5. Uh-huh. Great. It was so long ago, Sandra. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> it was so long ago. Aren't these reviews helpful this week? Yeah. And finally, Bill says, I wish I could have divorced myself from watching this picture. Look, I made the joke earlier, so now I'm unsure if the joke is clever or not. Yeah, yeah. It probably was. You're probably just a genius. And so so is Bill. Yes. You and Bill, both genius. Comedy gold. <laughs> Bill and I are starting a podcast. Now that, 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 that <laughs> yeah. this podcast's fallen apart. Absolutely. Uh, now that this one... But you'll get together with Bill and become famous. And yeah. then both become assholes, And then you're not relatable. And so the podcast dips. And mm. then you're like, what am I going to do? Meanwhile, I've gone... And be like, ah, stupid Bill Sandro making her own podcast. I'm going to make my own podcast with myself. And I become really famous. And you're like, hey, can I join your podcast again? Do you want me as a guest? I'm like, no. Only me. I'm going to get these famous people, like uh, Logan Paul. Oh, no. I can't go wrong. And that's when your podcast dips. (laughs) Absolutely. And then I'm like, oh, man, we're both bad. We should get together and do a podcast. Uh, that was the first time I thought about Logan Paul in about six months. <laughs> anyway, what do you... <laughs> Good. It's like a one. It's a 1.5. Oh, wow. oh you were so close right. again. Yeah. Well, I got one there of them go. right, so that's great. Yeah, there you go. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the show, feel free to tell a friend. Be like, hey, friend, listen to this podcast. Yeah, friend. And your friend will be like, 
oh, now that I'm listening to this podcast, I'm going to become an arsehole. When, when that friend is like, hey, listen to this podcast, those people are like, man, you're not what you used to be when you were, when you were poor. You never used to, you know, plug random podcasts and yeah. you'll be like, yeah, but now I'm rich because I plugged this podcast so I can be the biggest arsehole I want. Uh, yep. It's great. Hey, if you want to message us and be like, how dare you not like this movie you can you can email us you can message the facebooks you can message the instagrams we will make an oldie but a goodie instagram account one day and the links are in the description if you want to check them out we've also got a spotify account but none of the recent movies have had recognizable songs in them so it hasn't been updated in quite a while uh next week we'll be doing another episode and zach it's time for you to pick what that episode is going to be focusing on because you're picking the movie Mm, what's the movie you got two choices. Okay, that makes it easy. It's a 50-50. I'll flip a coin. One of them is called Teachers. I hate it already. What's it about? It's a film about a high school teacher who gets sued by a former student. I think the student might be like, you didn't teach me anything, teacher. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yep. That's that movie. Uh, yep, that sounds interesting. What's the other movie? The other one's called Stranger Than Paradise. It's about these mm. two couple of brothers and their cousin from Hungary is coming over to visit them and weird stuff happens. It's black and white. It's like an absurdist comedy popular with like art house people. Uh, so those are your two options. Teachers, wow. Stranger Than Paradise. Both of these options sound garbage. Aww. I want to watch one of them. Which one do you want to watch? Which one do you think I want to watch? Uh, Teachers. No! That one doesn't sound too bad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Let's do the black and white one. Alright. Stranger Than Paradise? Yeah. Cool. Sounds more interesting than Teachers, to be honest. (laughs) Teachers does sound very nothing. Yeah, it sounds like a big nothing burger, where at least we'll have something to talk about with that that other one. Uh, Stranger Than Paradise next week. Anything else we have to say? Not really. This is a short one. Not really. Yeah, this is a short episode, but I feel like there was nothing to talk about, and we're just stretching it out at this point, and I really don't want to stretch it out anymore. I'm tied. Here's Sandra with the outro. Nah, we're going to do quotes. That's it. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Oh, right. It's a part of our agreement, isn't it? That you don't yep. do the quotes anymore. Yeah, I don't do the quotes. Because cause I can't remember the quotes. So I just go like, Hey, it's me, Drew Barrymore. I hate my parents. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, hey, Dad. Getting divorced. Hey, now I'm rich. Now I can be an asshole. Direct quote. What a great quote. My favourite quote is, I'm a teacher. It can't get any safer than this, which is probably what the teacher <laughs> says in the movie Teachers, which we won't be talking about next week. Yep. There were no good quotes in this movie, actually, thinking about it. <laughs> Not really. It's not a quotable movie, which oh. I feel like is also a problem. We need to end the... Uh, we, the problem is we need to end the episode on a big funny joke. Mm. Um. Uh, divorce. <laughs> nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. We need something else to end the episode on. Uh. <laughs> what? Something other than divorce? Uh. Something. <laughs> what can we end the episode on? Hey, uh, just letting everyone know, if you ever get rich, you'll become a bad person, so give all your money to us. That's it. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> then why are you laughing? <laughs> Got him. Alright, I'm done. That's the episode. <laughs> I can't think of an outro. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Divorce! Divorce! 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 